on this week's Graze the Rim, it's playoff time, and we are looking at play-in results. We're nailing the prediction of the Grizzlies-Warriors game. And then we're going to go through the first-round series and preview those. We're also going to make a little friendly wagers as to see who's coming out on top. And as always, we're ending with Splash or Pass. So lock up your dogs. back we are live welcome to the graze the rim podcast this is an nba podcast hosted by two guys better at talking about basketball than we ever were playing it i am robbie thomas joined by seth curran and the playoffs are here they're happening we are in it this is defcon one or five or whichever <laughs> one's worse um and the schedule is crazy things are crazy we're doing this on short notice we got to get this we got to turn over so we're just gonna get into it does that sound good seth yeah i have a question defcon one through five, whichever one's better, you're saying. Which one's like, cooler, though? Well, like, there's one of them. Be it's, a... I don't remember if it counts up or counts down, like, as okay. things get more dangerous. Okay. Or, you know, as uh, I think, I don't know, who cares. I think five. I think one, I think it's like a threat level or a, a, okay. a, a readiness. Okay. Anyways, we're at the best one because we're in the playoffs. Playoffs, today, it's Friday we're recording. You probably hear this Saturday if you listen when it comes out. If you don't, you'll hear it whenever you listen. Okay, we got a lot to get to. I don't want to be doing a ton. I don't want to be editing forever, so we need to clean up. We need to be sharp this week, Seth, all right? Streamline. Fun thing, I have been, when we've been editing, I figured out a way to edit more efficiently, and that's edit at 1.5 speed, which again uh, increases the pitch also. So our voices are really fun. It goes back quicker. It's a good time. Other pregame note about speaking of editing, uh, you're no longer allowed to record with your windows open because there was some nice cicada pitch. Oh, through a good part of the entire episode that I had added out, so I'm putting the kibosh on that. Okay, what about the fridge sound? You hear that one? The fridge still? sounds great. I got that's <laughs> lulls me to sleep. That's my listen up for a bit. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so uh, it's been a while since we talked last. It playing game is already coming, mostly gone. Where the the Warriors um, Grizzlies is happening right now, so we don't know how that ends. But before that, let's talk. We had the last week of the season. And the most amazing thing to me that I, I cannot remember this happening or anything like this happening was high-seeded teams were actively trying to lose to avoid the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, this was strange. So, you know, last week of the season before the play-in, I mean, mainly the mainly the uh, Clippers, but uh, the Nuggets definitely weren't trying to win either. Um, both of those guys had, both of those teams were kind of in the path of the Lakers. And the Clippers managed to lose to... Uh, I can't remember who the first team was, but it losing was the, to the it was the Rockets, 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 Rockets. and Thunder. Yeah. So the so the two worst teams in the Western Conference and the Thunder are actively praying, trying to lose. So it yeah, was the, who could play shittier. The uh, the Clippers literally so they benched basically their entire playoff rotation. Kawhi, yes. Paul George, Reggie, Pat Bev, Zubak, Morich, man, none of them played <laughs> or played like more than the first quarter. So they because they were so what was it? They were sitting at the three seed and. If they lost out, they guaranteed the four seed, which guaranteed not Lakers first round. Yeah, they they had to they had to lose um, the to the Rockets and the Thunder, or else even if the, the to get the four, otherwise the Nuggets if they could actively lose and get the four. So by losing to the Rockets and the Thunder, 
the Clippers guaranteed that they would fall to the four seed no yes. matter what the Nuggets did. And there was something incredible, some like level two Sherlocking that I think because the um, the Blazers won or something something happened so that because the last game of the season for the Blazers and the Nuggets was playing against each other. Yes, and so so somehow the the Clippers managed by by losing that if they if the Blazers won. They stayed above the the Lakers, and if the the Nuggets won, the Nuggets jumped the Clippers. So either way, there was no whatever. I don't remember the math, but there was no way because of the active tanking by the Clippers, there was no way they would play the Lakers in the first round. What do you what do you think about it? Just snapshot. It's weird to me because in my mind, if I want to play the if I have to play the Lakers in the playoffs, I want to play them right away while they're still kind of getting yeah you know, all their guys and, back. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I, I think that's weird. But <laughs> this is the Clippers, and we know they need to make some noise in the playoffs, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, playing the Lakers your first round probably isn't your best bet. But I, I, just, I think it sends a really horrible message. Absolutely. I just – I think it was uh, Zach Lowe that said, like, like think, think about that the coach of the Clippers is the guy that won a championship with LeBron. Yeah, and that knows the best, yeah. If he is this actively avoiding even a banged-up LeBron, what does that say about – how he feels about their chances, you know, that it's right. It's like, I don't know. I'm sure the league hated it. Like in theory, that it's just, a, it's not a good look for the league. And so there've been some murmurs that the, uh, the top seed should be able to pick their opponents. Yeah. Which that would be a lot of fun. That would be interesting. They would never I, I thought do it. Been, no, I thought it'd been funny. Had the Lakers, uh, lost the, the yeah. seven game and got the eight <laughs> got and the still eight. played the Clippers. So right? Yeah. Despite the Clippers best team. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, that would have been hilarious. So the Nuggets, like you said, the Nuggets also kind of threw their game to uh, to guarantee that the oh to guarantee that the Blazers got the six. That's what they mm-hmm. were doing. Yeah. Because if if the if they beat the Blazers in the last game of the season, the Lakers would move up to six, and so it would have been Nuggets Lakers first round. Yeah, Nuggets basically got to choose who they played against, uh, win and play the win and play the Lakers, lose and play the Bla- Blazers. So and they choose lose. Yeah. Yeah. So that's they'll, they'll get a little rematch of the. Um, of the last game of the season. Interestingly, other side of the conference, there's a 3-6 rematch that's happening because so this is the 3-6, the Nuggets Blazers. In the in the East, the 3-6 is Heat Bucks. And the Heat the Bucks had a chance to do this. They had a chance to they played the Heat like I think with two games left in the season. And if they mm-hmm. lost to the Heat, the Heat would have moved up to four or five, avoiding right. the Bucks. They declined to throw the game. They won. They actually did the opposite. They just tried to kick the shit out of the yeah, yeah, out of yeah, the they heat. Sure yeah. Did. Put the heat in six, guaranteed the first round matchup. Uh we'll talk about it during the the uh the series preview, but um interesting, you know, definitely a much more honorable thing to do. Yeah. And we'll see if it comes back to bite them in the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I'm, I can't wait to get into that. Let's uh should we jump into the play in yes, recaps first? Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, okay, so the the play ins are about done, like we said. So let's let's start in the Eastern Conference here, where we know where we know what's already happened. the The first night was, what was it nine ten Pacers against Hornets? Uh, what did you catch about this game, Rob? Did you catch, did you see this game? I I didn't watch the game, and good thing I I didn't miss anything. This game was not fun, not close. Good thing I will say for <laughs> Lamelo Ball. Good thing the the voters already cast their votes for Rookie of the Year. Because if yeah. they hadn't, this would not have helped this case. Because he was terrible. He, he oh, looked yeah. like a rookie. Might have been. I don't know. If, I mean, I obviously didn't watch all of the Hornets games, but this is the worst game I've seen from Lamelo this year. 
Yeah, it was interesting because because uh, maybe like a day or two before the game, they announced that Karis LeVert couldn't play, and you're thinking, all right, well the Pacers are obviously done. Right, right. Their turmoil within the team, one of their best scorers is out. All right, let's Hornets are moving on, and Pacers just went on them from the tip. I mean, it was forty to twenty four at the end of the first, uh, sixty nine to forty five at halftime. Like it was never a game. Uh, I'd be. I wouldn't be me if I didn't say that Doug scored uh, 16 of the first 32. You sure did. I well, <laughs> did you? I don't. I'm sure you didn't notice, but uh, I I deleted one of our pro Doug tweets. <laughs> I so look. This is this is a quick intervention. Okay, the the novelty wears off fast. I you're obviously you're allowed to be a fan if you're Creighton fan. You're allowed to be Creighton fan. You're allowed to be pro your team. But li- like I said, it gets it gets tiring quick. I'm 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 hamstring I'm hamstringing you to one pro team tweet per game Damn it. so one you can tweet about games all you want you get one stupidly biased tweet Damn it. per game probably it's hard creighton doesn't get guys of the nba like kansas we gotta i know celebrate i understand the one. <laughs> like i said I, it's fine the novelty wears off it's quick did you know kyle corbett dunked an nba finals game no he didn't oh yeah he did Mm-mm. oh okay, yes he no, did nope I he had anyway. like one career dunk. <laughs> no, he had he had average one a season. That was his that was his oh, season. Okay. That was his goal for his career. Average okay. one a season, and he nailed it. Anyway, yeah, this game blowout. Pacers yeah. dominated. The Pacers looked good. Sabonis was great. Yeah. O'Shea Brissett, 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 Brissett. Yeah, O'Shea Brissett. Look, people jumped on this bandwagon. He had a big game. He had that badass line. What did he say? Get them off the court. Is that what he said? Oh remember. yeah. <laughs> um, look, the bandwagons are coming. The real fans remember him from last week when he scored 31 points against the Raptors. All I'm saying is, don't look him up now when you weren't willing to look him up six but days ago. The real, real fans knew that he scored a 31 against the Raptors because it was a revenge game after yes. playing five games for the Raptors the year before. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. The old uh, home team bump. Uh, yeah, Hornets, <laughs> boy, they need a center. They have two like below average backup centers. Oh, God, His I know. Mac went down. Cody Seller's fine, he works hard. Like if he was like a fifteen minutes a night kind of guy, I would live with it. But you know they were in the Vooch sweepstakes, and and they could have used him. Boy, could they? Night. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, having no Gordon Hayward too does definitely doesn't help. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, they looked like a, se- a team that was ready for their season to be ended. Mm-hmm. Um, the other the eight seven game in the East that night uh, was Wizards at Celtics, and Jason Tatum scored fifty. And yeah, that was literally the only thing that I cared about this entire game. It was it was hard to watch this game at times. Russ and Bradley Beal were very bad, but Kemba and Jason Tatum carried the Celtics to victory. Um, it was close throughout the game, but Celtics really kind of blew it open at the end. Yeah, this was a it was a like very stereotypical, just bad game for the Wizards. Like, right, it was three of twenty one from three as a team. You know, you're paying <laughs> Davis Bertans like fifteen million a year, and he comes in and it's zero for seven. Russ was bad, and I feel like he got most of the blame, but Beal was not great, and he was casting. Right. And I don't I don't know what it is, but but for me, like like Bradley Beal, when he's not making shots, well, obviously when everyone's not making shots, they look bad. But when Beal's not making shots, it just looks like it's so hard for him to score. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't get easy ones. He shoots like he loves the like ten, fifteen foot floaters. Obviously, he's yeah, he's a great shooter. He's he's great body control. But when he's not scoring, it, the game just looks really hard for him. Yeah, and uh, yeah. like you said, Tatum was huge. I just. Tatum better show up for the Nets series after robbing it's, us it's of pissed me Nets off. Yeah. Yes, I was so fr- I was so frustrated about that. First of all, I, I couldn't care any less about the Celtics at all. Yeah, but like I just want they're not going to challenge the Nets. I know that's at a, all. If, if he doesn't show up and they 
gets swept or he's bad. Doesn't like I'm. I'm pissed. He was awesome tonight. If he plays, obviously he's not gonna play like this. But if he plays well, plays aggressive, shoots a lot, who knows? It's just like we're getting off to the wrong foot on the Nets already. Like they get a banged yeah. up Celtics team without Jalen Brown. This is the best first round possible first round matchup in the right. East. Right. Not not that the Wizards were gonna give them trouble, but they would have. Bolt, you know, kind of got really physical fun. with them, run them, up, run them up and down the court. It Maybe tire them out fun. for this Bucks series, right? Yeah. <laughs> you like that little hint? Yeah, oh yeah, nice and subtle. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, do you want to finish up with the East or should we just talk about the ne- the game the next night? Two nights happened last night. <sighs> oh, Wizards, we... pay- Wizards yeah. Pacers. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's fine. Um, so, yeah. So, the Celtics got the seven seed there. Um, Wizards played the Pacers uh, just last night. And kind of the reverse of what the Pacers did the first game, um, it kind of happened to them. The Wizards just kind of were on them from not necessarily the jump, but second half was all Wizards. Pacers yep. had no chance of, of being in that game. Yeah, just it was like Russ and Beal looked great. Yeah, this felt like the Russ revenge game. Revenge on past Russ for being bad against the Celtics. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. he was awesome. And he, he was just, he, he didn't shoot a ton, but he was just controlling the game. Actually, I forgot to mention, now that we're on, the Wizards, we're on the Wizards again, I forgot to mention in the Celtics game, they kept putting Ish Smith on Jason Tatum and just willingly switch you onto Jason give, Tatum. got to give him different looks. <laughs> I mean, if Jason Tatum can shoot over him every single possession, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just very frustrating to watch. Sorry, I just had to bring that up. It just jumped in my head. Um, but yeah, Wizards going to face the Sixers now. We get the Russ-Embiid matchup. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, they've been endless shit-talking, but... Uh, not as exciting as it could have been. Okay, so we have out west uh, the uh, seven eight matchup, and it was incredible. Mm. Warriors at Lakers. It was uh, at times ugly, <laughs> at times really ugly. <laughs> you could say that, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially if you're a Lakers fan. Uh, but the Lakers figured out a way to win. Uh, Steph Curry is unbelievable, and so is a banged up LeBron James. Yeah, I, I mean, Steph was the best player on the floor all night. I mean, he was incredible offensively. The I want to say both teams played better, but the Warriors, besides Steph, were just bad. Right. Like, <laughs> right. like, it was more just the Lakers played bad, and the Warriors kind of played like the Warriors all year, where Steph's awesome and just trying to get – I mean, Wiggins is solid. I had to say, Andrew Wiggins was really good in this game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really good. He's – yeah, yeah. And, but, and, uh, yeah. And just well, – the thing that's so impressive to me that's never – like gonna go away is how like how comfortably Steph is like positionally around the three point line. Mm-hmm. Like, did you, there was a play at the end of the game where Steph had the ball top of the key. I think he tried to pass it or maybe shoot it, and it got like tipped up in the air. And he comes down with it like he, he catches it in front of the three point line, and this guy is behind him, so he has like a lane to the basket. And his first instinct is to take a step back. Like he's <laughs> just so like he's just so instinctively to be around behind the three point line. Yes, it's so fascinating to me. Um, so yeah, the Steph was great. The rest of the Warriors not still. They still tethered Steph and Draymond. Interestingly, uh, in the beginning of the fourth quarter, Draymond Green played forty-five seconds without Steph. The only time all game, one of them played without the other. In those forty-five seconds, it was a four-hour Laker run, one turnover <laughs> for the Warriors in the three possessions. Um, I know. Look, I know Draymond. You know, he was a nominee for the Defensive Player of the Year, which is crazy over Bam, but. He was he's he's been a great defender this year. He's still incredibly cerebral, impacts the game in a ton of different ways that don't show up on the score sheet. But but something is so funny to me about him, like talking a lot, like we're not the We Believe Warriors because we have Steph. 
how ready he is for this game. And in 40, 41 minutes, he goes 0 of 5 shooting and scores two points. Like, that's just a tough stat line, you know? It's a Draymond stat line. That's what <laughs> but, but, okay, but Lakers. Like you said, Lakers played terrible, especially in the first half. And the I mean, LeBron looked banged. He looked old and banged up in the first half. Like, he did not look good. Anthony yeah. Davis was pretty not great for most of the night. Ben Schroeder was terrible. I mean, he, like we were texting, he played himself out of the rotation. He was benched in most of the fourth quarter because he was so bad. Yeah. Yeah, but despite this, they I mean their defense is still incredible. I did, they finished with the number one rated defense, which I didn't, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested to see how the uh, the big man rotation is going to go down for the Lakers because so Drummond started, but he only played like 16, 17 minutes. Montrezl Harrell only played ten minutes. They played a bunch of minutes with Davis at the five. Yeah, that's still incredible. Gasol is not going to crack the rotation, which is I'm sad about because I think he can give him a different look. I do too. I think he's kind of that like breaking case for emergency guy. I hope so. Uh, I hope we see him. If the Lakers want to give somebody a different look, he's because he spaces the floor like neither other centers do. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Davis at the five is your is your best bet. We know this. I mean, they kind of they saved it for the postseason last year. They've kind of saved it for the postseason this year just by the Davis not playing yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, that's that's the breaking case of emergency. But the Lakers seem like they might have a lot of those because Wes Matthews was awesome in this game. In, like, yeah, he would. Yeah. Of play. So him, I mean, uh, um, what's his like, name? Like, we we know what Caruso does. I mean, he started a finals game last year. He came in for Shooter when Shooter was struggling. Got was it done great. on both ends of the, he was on great, both yeah. ends of the floor. Yeah. He's as close to a Steph disruptor as you can get. No one's stopping Steph, but, yeah. he, I mean, he's going to make it more difficult for him. And Kuzma, yeah. was, Kuzma was all right. And um, like you said, Gasol didn't play. Uh, Markeith Morris didn't play. The, mm-hmm. you know, they just got not terrible bodies that they can throw out depending on what the matchup is. Yeah. I will say something I still love about this, the the Lakers' offense, is they when LeBron's on the floor, they move so well without the ball, especially with Kuz and Caruso, Caruso out there. Those guys cut so well and play off LeBron yeah, so well. Especially and, for not being like great shooters. Like it's exactly. Not like, not like people are chasing him off the line. Like They're finding ways to be effective. It's just LeBron attracts so much attention on him. I mean, he's got 10 set of defensive eyes. Ten, no, five sets seven. of defensive Ten eyes. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> on him at all times when he has the ball, which leaves a lot of like room for back cuts. And LeBron is so good at throwing bounce passes right mm. past the defender. Um, and people, and guys like Kuzma and Caruso are great at cutting, catching, finishing at the rim. Uh, and I, th- I think that's huge. That's, that's something they've been missing lately. And uh, I'm sure they're ecstatic to have that back. Yeah, uh, it was a great game. So, like, was it? I know Skip something stupid. I think Stephen A. Smith called it a lucky shot, the LeBron shot at the end, <laughs> which is just the goalpost that they move for this guy is insane. But, yeah. You know. Uh, people, also, people... can can we can we bring up the the Draymond foul? I just wanted I want to talk about this for a second yeah. because I don't understand. I, I am completely on the it was not a flagrant foul side. Okay. But but I'm also on the it was a foul and he got. Poked in the eye, of course he's going to grab his face. Like that shit hurts. Right, right, right. <laughs> in the eye. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh, I I cut peppers up the other night, and I touched my eyes, and I cried for like forty five mm. minutes. So, so maybe maybe Draymond had peppers on his hands. Right, exactly. But what I want to say is, back in the twenty sixteen finals, there's that picture of LeBron's eye just bloodshot red after yeah. Le- after Draymond poked him in the eye, uh, and Draymond again did not think that one was a foul on national t- television. Yeah, sure just calling doesn't. him calling him a big p word, the big p word, you know. And it's like, dude, you just poked him in the eye. Look at his right, eye. Right, right. I don't know. It just people were so mad about that being 
either mad about that not being a flagrant or mad about LeBron playing it up. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's like you said, nobody gets nobody's more scrutinized in sports history. Right. Made, yeah. No sense. Okay, there was another game out west. Uh, <laughs> news to me, but the the Grizzlies beat <laughs> the Grizzlies beat the Spurs, and the Spurs could not have started this game off any worse. I think they went down like twenty four to four to start yeah. the game, something yeah. ridiculous like that. Ended up fighting their way back, made this a close game. Uh, it just the game is was not that exciting. No, such a, it's just a meh game. Like it was a good game. Uh, like I just couldn't get into it. I never. Especially with the Spurs, with um, what's his name, Derek Rose? White. No, oh. <laughs> with Derek White being out, I just I, I I've never had a, a hope for the Spurs. So even if yeah. the Spurs have done well, I just like I don't care. And uh, yeah, this is this is the bad side of the playing game where it's, I don't care. I'm not interested in either of these teams. It was a good game. Uh, Dejounte Murray is good, great two way player. Love him. Yes. Um, he had like three and a half turnovers in the first thirty seconds that he caused. <laughs> yes, he just he caused disruption, yeah. block shots. Yeah, yeah, he does everything yeah. on the defensive end. If he ever figure out, figures out his jump shot, Ooh, he's going to be a really, out. really good yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas. We'll oh, 23-23. Yeah. <laughs> the dude's just a big man. 23 points, 23 boards. And he, I, it looked like he had more. He was just controlling yes. the paint. Like, like, I think we brought this up on a way earlier podcast. He's the guy that is just, he's not going to out-jump anybody for the glass. He's just going to tip it around yep. until he can out-muscle you and yep. get the board. Yep. Um, so, I mean, they just played... The Grizzlies are playing the Warriors right now. They just played, uh, what was that, Sunday? And it, it, that yes. was an amazing game, one of the best yeah, games yeah. I've watched all season. Uh, so hopefully right now that game is looking like that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, what a win by the Warriors. No spoilers. Today. Don't spoil it for us. <laughs> yeah, nobody text us and tell us what's <laughs> going on tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah. So, yeah, that game's going on right now. Do you want to call your shot, Rob? I wanted to say Grizzlies. I, I wanted oh. to say. Yeah. Wow, what a game by Dylan Good Brooks. Job. He really got all up in <laughs> Steph Curry. Can't Good believe job, he held him Grizzlies. to zero of sixteen from three. Jaron Jackson, quintuple <laughs> double, first in NBA history. For as bad, wow, and let's talk about this for a sec. For as bad as John Moran is at shooting threes, he went six for six tonight. Yeah, unbelievable, yeah. including that that three quarter court, end of the first quarter shot. Yeah, wow. Uh, so yeah, shout out the Grizzlies mm-hmm. <laughs> for keeping right, the Warriors good. in the playoffs. Okay, so. Uh, main story playoffs. We got matchups. It's happening. We don't have the matchups. They they decided they did the matchups. They did it, not and us. We have our take on it. So what we do, we've actually done this for a few years now. This will be the third year. Right, so every year we do this thing where we um we bet on how we think playoff series are going to finish. Is that a good yeah. good analysis? Yes. So so we we take turns or alternate where one person sets the line for who's going to win and in how many games. And then the other person bets an over under, which is which is a. Um, it's kind of hard to. You had a hard time. Didn't I have a hard time explaining it to you? Yeah, the explanation. explanation you just have to see it happen. It's okay. the best way to so, to get a grasp. So, for example, so what we're gonna do is, so we're gonna talk about these series, but we're also gonna place a little prediction, a little wager on them. So, so what's the first round? Um, so Utah and let's say Memphis, obviously. So Utah, Memphis <laughs> is the one eight. So if I'm the one calling the series. I would pick a line. So I would say, I think Utah's going to win in 5.5 games, five and a half games. So then I set the line. So Seth either takes the over under. So the under is Utah in five games or less. So five, so Utah in five, Utah in four is the under. The over is any other outcome. So if it's five and a half Utah, the over would be Utah in six, seven, or Memphis in any amount of games. Yeah. 
So think of like a scale where it's like, don't think of a scale. Hopefully that made sense. Is that a good explanation? That that was actually fantastic. Okay. If I would have had that the first time, I would have, I would have got it three okay, years good. ago. Could yeah. be good. Okay, so so we haven't picked who's doing what. Sounds like you have the jazz in five and a half. Okay, I'll do, well, are we doing the jazz? I mean, I'll do the jazz. Oh, I don't but, care. We could set lines for both. Just what so do you we mean? don't have to come back and do it. Like if it's Jazz Warriors or Jazz Grizzlies. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay cool. let's do that. That's fine. Let's do that. Um, so I guess I'll do the jazz. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll do five and a half both. Okay. Oh, give me the jazz. Okay. Bring on the jazz. Both, so I'm expecting both. the jazz to win in four or five games yes. against either the Warriors or the Grizzlies. So then I, so what happens is since I set the line, I take the side that Seth didn't take. So if I yeah. said jazz five and a half and you said the under, which is jazz, so if if the Jazz win in four or five, Seth wins, and if any other outcome happens, I win. Are you writing this down? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so that <laughs> yeah, go uh, on while yeah. I while I do other things. Not okay. obviously, you know, um, not writing them down now. Okay, so that means I have the two seven matchup: Suns Lakers. Well, do we want to talk about? I mean, I don't know. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, okay. Who's playing? I didn't write anything okay. down for this. Game. Okay, so here's let's talk about the Jazz though, at least. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The Jazz are gonna have fans, seventy some percent capacity, which is like twenty percent more than the next highest. Did you know well, that? No, I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know how much impact it'll make. It'll probably be weird, but those guys, are professionals, they're used to playing in front of fans. But well, it's just gonna. Seth Curry is. Yeah. Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> Did you I say just, Seth or Steph? No, I never said Steph. <laughs> Um, oh. I was just saying, none of the other Warriors have really, I mean, Draymond, but not much playoff experience besides those two guys. Yeah, that's true. So that might be something to, uh, uh Andrew Wiggins played five games, though. Ponder. Can't, can't put a value oh, on that. I can, I can put a value <laughs> on that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think the Jazz have played, you know, Jazz have a lot of playoff experience as yeah. well. They also have, can I just want to bring this up here. Six men of the year, uh, finalists were announced. Yep. Yeah. Two of them are on the Utah Jazz. So, logic would tell you, that one of those guys is not a sixth man, seventh but actually man, be a yeah. seventh man. I mean, last year Clippers had two. That's true. Again, precedent. Seventh well, man. Maybe that's why both of them, like Montrose Harrell, won because he was really the sixth man. Lou Williams was the seventh man, so okay. only one of them is going to win. So it's it's fine. That one's the one with the sixth man. It's the other sixth man. Who the hell was the other sixth man? Who was the not Jazz sixth man? Oh, uh, Derek Rose. Oh, D Rose. Congratulations on your award because uh, you were the true sixth man. While the they other were two six and splitting and minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so like you said, I, I don't think it matters who they play. Uh, they're too solid, and if it is the Warriors who, because they have Steph Curry, they're the only one that could maybe give them trouble. If it is the Warriors, they have too many guys to throw at Steph. And I mean, if if the if the Warriors go small with like Draymond at the five, like Jazz could be like, bet we'll put Joe Ingles at the five and have them <laughs> on post or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you can just switch one through. Like, you can just do a better version of it because you you're way more solid. Two, three, I mean, five. yeah, they would they would legit they would have Royce O'Neal garden Draymond in the post if they wanted to go small, yeah. They yeah, would, and then you just absolutely switch everybody. Everything it would actually it would be it would benefit the Jazz, <laughs> even though Rudy Gobert would be off the floor. That's that's what's crazy about it. Yeah, Hang on, I gotta plug in my laptop. Okay, my laptop. <laughs> okay, okay, where were you? Go Jazz. Uh, go Jazz. I think that was it. All right, two seven. Okay, two seven. Suns Lakers. <laughs> uh, I'm so going. You get this one. <laughs> so you could set this one. Okay, so let's go with. Mm. We're doing this on the spot, by the way. 
None of us did any prep. For we didn't. What the, yeah, we didn't. And we didn't, we didn't know, which know team, Yeah, yeah. Who was gonna get what? Uh, saying Lakers six and a half feels dumb, but I want to say it. Lakers six and a yeah, half. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a safe. That's a safe. It's hard. It's hard. Because if I say Suns and seven, then I then or six and a half, that means I have to hope. The I mean, you Suns can just say straight six. up. You you could go straight up. I pick. The but winner. then what happens? Then I okay. pick the winner, and you pick the other. Gotcha. Um, I'm gonna go Lakers six and a half. I was hoping you would take take me up on that. (laughs) Take your bait. Uh, I'll take the Lakers. Okay, Lakers six and under. Six or under. Okay. So I get... God, I'm going to be real mad. So you get Lakers and seven or Suns win and they're going to eat one of the games. I'm praying to God, Rob, that you win this one. Okay. Oh, what a shame it is for the Phoenix Suns. My first note is it sucks for Chris Paul. (laughs) That was my my first note, yeah. Like you end this this playoff drought, whatever however long it was, yeah. Uh, you get a top, and you get a top a top two seed. It's not like you snuck yeah, in. Yeah, the second best seed. record in the league. Yes, and here you get the defending champs. You're an underdog in the first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so so Brett said for the Suns, the Lakers played terrible in the playing game. You like the Suns, the Lakers just might not find their form in time. Like, this is a very real. That's mm-hmm. a very real scenario. Like if this is a full strength Lakers team. I would be much less optimistic about the Suns' chances, but there—I mean, there's just a world where the Lakers don't get it together mm-hmm. in time. Yeah. The problem is the Lakers played terrible and were still great defensively, and they're still the Lakers. <laughs> if so, so here's my like my concerns for the Suns. Are, are the Lakers just too big mm-hmm. for the Suns' problem? So between Schroeder, KCP, Caruso. I mean, I mean, the Lakers would just throw guys at at um, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and kind of just let them get theirs. But I mean, what they start Jay Crowder at the four, the Suns do. Yeah. So yep. that means, and then DeAndre Ayton at the five. Talk, boy, DeAndre Ayton, talk about getting welcome to the postseason. Oh, I know. Like, like yeah. you're the only like true center on the team, and you're staring down Anthony Davis. You get if you get in foul trouble, Dario Sarge just coming in to play center, <laughs> or Frank Kaminsky. Good luck. Yeah. And what just. I mean, so who I think is just going to put Jay Crowder on Anthony Davis and hope for the best. I think they have to. This will be, I'll tell you, this will be a, a how good can Andre Drummond execute a high low? Yes. Because he's going to get a lot of opportunities to get touches, and they're really going to try to deny Anthony Davis the ball. Yeah, it's, I, I'm interested to see how much, how much will Drummond play is the question. I mean, we know that Anthony Davis is going to play a lot of the five. That's going to be no surprise, but. I mean, he'll close if, games at the five, but I think. But yeah, Drummond. I, mean, I assume Drummond yeah. is going to start. But yeah, yeah. is he going to be like Alex Len of the of the Wizards, who plays the first three minutes of each half? I mean, then... that's basically what he did in the playing game, right? Like he, yeah. I mean, are they are they better without him? We've been saying this for quite a while that mm-hmm. he's not mm-hmm. a great fit with the Lakers. Um, but looking at the at the Suns, we were talking about the Lakers and their number one ranked defense in the NBA this year. the The Suns are really good in the half court. Uh, they don't turn the ball over a lot. And they're 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 experienced with getting great looks in the half court, which is going to benefit them. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I just yeah, I just the size thing is going to be big for me. Is is DeAndre Ayton ready to to make a step? Yeah, and not even I mean not even just the big man like Mikael Bridges is going to be on LeBron mm-hmm. duty, and he reminds me a lot of uh, Jeremy Grant <laughs> uh, last year on the Nuggets that that he was just I mean he was athletic and long and worked hard, but he was just too skinny. Yeah, you or like I mean? uh, the the, the year that in same frame, right? Or or the year before that, like with the LeBronto years, where like 
rookie or second year Pascal Siakam or OJ Ananobi were the were forced to be the LeBron stoppers right, in, the, right. in the series, like because that's the best option. Um, but you're dealing with LeBron James, a whole different beast, you know. So if I mean, if you get first half of the playing game, LeBron, right? The Suns might like their chances, but I mean, if LeBron's just dominating that matchup, yeah, yeah, it's a tough matchup I mean, for the Suns. It it really is. I think I'm expecting a great series, though. I I'm really really excited about this. Mm. I'm sorry, Suns. Okay, let's move on. Three, All six. right, three six. Yeah, Nuggets Blazers. Okay, this is me. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go straight out. You pick okay. your winner. Any okay. any. I, I don't know who's gonna win this genuinely. Without a thought, I pick. Yep, you I want the Nuggets. Winner. I want the Nuggets. You can have them. <laughs> okay, let's let's jump into this. Yeah, yeah, this it's it's time for Jokic to prove the MVP case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we know playoffs aren't considered in MVP voting, but there's always going to be people that discredit your MVP case by not performing in the playoffs. A la Giannis, couldn't be me. You know, I'm not. I'm not going there. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like if if you can't get past this this first round matchup, you're gonna really discredit your MVP case, and no matter what you do the following year, you won't be considered. <laughs> considered. Yep. Um. Perfect. Perfectly yes, said. Yes. I just I think the Nuggets are a really good team, great on both sides of the ball. And what's funny is the exact opposite is true of the Blazers: second best offense, second worst defense in the NBA. Who are really just let's see if we can outscore the other team. Yeah, well, here's the thing. So I, I was in the same boat, but I like the more I looked into recently, I had more faith in the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Because, well, well interesting, before we even start, this is the 3-6. Whoever wins this series gets the winner of Suns-Lakers, and I have no faith that whoever wins this series will win the next series. So, right. you know, this is just a fun shot in a, shot in a pan where I'm not really, mm-hmm. no, no real implications as far as I'm concerned. But, like, the last month-ish, I think it's the last... Five weeks, the Blazers have had the second best net rating in the league, and they've been mm-hmm. in the teens defensively. So that's not good enough to win a title, that rating, but it's definitely better than it was for most of the year. So it's the way they're trending is they want to play their best basketball of the season. Plus, like like you said, Jokic has to be the guy, obviously, because he's the MVP. But, but uh, Yusuf Nurkic is, is one of the few guys that I'm like, yeah, I mean, he could bang around and make it uncomfortable for yeah. Jokic. I think he's I think he's the X factor, as they say in this series. But another reason that I'm not confident or less confident in Nuggets is they're so banged up. Like obviously, no Jamal Murray, Will Barton's out for at least game one, PG Doge is out for at least the first mm-hmm. round, and Austin Rivers questionable with a non COVID related illness. So <laughs> Campazo's about to play forty minutes because they have this no is, other guards. This is my this is my big question is can the Nuggets guards contain Damon CJ? And it's like I mean right now they're starting Faku. And Austin Rivers, yeah, as their guards. Um, I, yeah, I hadn't checked. I was gonna, I was gonna check on this. If Barton Dozier or Monty Morris, if any of those guys are gonna be available, all have been out for a little bit. Uh, but if you can get any of those guys back, it definitely helps your guard play. But that's not a that's not a great one to. Uh, no, it's not. When you're playing, Damon that's why, CJ, especially like, yeah, when it's just it's like one of the best. Point guard, shooting guard duos in the league, especially right. scoring wise. Right. You brought up the uh, the Nurkic thing. I think one thing about Jokic is <clears throat> he's not particularly affected by bigger bodies because he's such like he suits the weirdest shots. He's not really <laughs> banging in down low. He's bumping into you, falling back on one foot, shooting right, it from right. be- behind his head. Uh, so I don't think it has as much impact. You know, it's it's somewhat even better for a matchup with a guy like Nurkic because. 
he's not as long as some other centers where he's where Jokic is going to have a lot better uh, like passing angles for right. for other players. So I think it'd be a good matchup. I'm a fan of both those foreign centers as we as we are known to be. Yeah, I I like I mean I like the I like the Blazers to come out with an early series advantage while the Nuggets are still banged up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know who knows who knows how it'll end up. All right, four five. Okay. Wow, the four five. Wow. Okay. This is one thing we didn't touch on about the the Clippers falling back, um, is who they get matched up with. So we have, match, yeah. yep, Clippers Mavericks. Who was the three six or two seven last year? Two seven. Yeah. Two seven. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I want the Clippers six and a half. Is what I is what I'm setting it at. Man, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Clippers and hope Damn I'm it. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay, well, tell me how you feel about this matchup. Well, it's it's funny. So it's it's been a whole other year, but it feels the exact same vibe as last year, where all mm-hmm. the pressure is on the Clippers. I know. The Mavericks are totally playing with house money. It is the Clippers series to lose. Can you imagine a world where the Clippers lose this series I, out I in can. the first round? I, I just, man, I want to. Like <laughs> I, I feel, <laughs> I feel like that the the, the team. That's getting a ton of pressure on the teams in the East. That both Brooklyn and Milwaukee need to have strong playoff showings. Mm-hmm. That the Clippers are kind of under the radar, but Kawhi and Paul George, if they don't show up and they lose the series, it is an all-time collapse that makes last year's collapse look like nothing. So from, from that point of view, like I don't have faith that the Mavericks can do it. I just I don't. <laughs> I think it's the same problems with last year. Is that Luka can be awesome, but the, but the the um the Mavericks don't have enough firepower, and the the um the Clippers have a lot of good defensive versatility to throw at Luca, make it uncomfortable for him, mm-hmm. and make somebody else beat him. Mm-hmm. I, like so, what's his tits? Kristaps is healthy, <laughs> allegedly. I have been outspoken against him this year. If he turns it on and does great, I'll shut up. But I mean, even in the last month, he's been healthy, twenty points a game, forty percent from three. But the Mavericks have been better when he's off the floor the entire mm-hmm. month. So yeah. I just don't have faith that offensively, because the Mavericks are not a great defensive team, and the, the Clippers are the best three-point shooting team in the league. So I just don't have faith that they have enough firepower to get it done. Yeah. I, that's That was my big thing, is that, that the Clippers cannot miss a three even if they tried. Right. You know, they have so, such a, a commitment to closing out on shooters correctly. Will Paul George show up was my, was my biggest point, though. Because, like you mentioned, God, if he doesn't... He, he was... He has a chance to bounce back this year, right? After what he did last yeah. year, I mean, he labeled himself playoff piece, so it's kind of on him. But if he doesn't show up this year, it that that label is unshakable. Like mm-hmm. that's on you forever. You're mm-hmm. a playoff flop for the rest of your career, and that's your legacy. Does that pressure get to him? I think he knows. I think he is. He, in this day and age, everyone's on social media. Like if all they, the noise, right? If they lose game one and he has a bad game, like yeah, we'll see. You know, yes. like who knows? Yeah, I. <clears throat> I think the Rondo signing is the trade is is pretty impactful. Mm, I think Rondo okay. really helps. Just kind of not that these guys don't have playoff experience, but when the game slows down, you need to get set into something on offense. They didn't have a guy like that that can slow it down and get you into what you want to get into. Rondo's that guy. Will he score like playoff Rondo did in the, Los, in the other Los Angeles team last year? I'd be surprised, but who's to say he can't do it again? I just, as it comes down, like you said, I don't have any faith in this Mavericks team. Yeah, yeah. Though they're just so wildly inconsistent, you don't well, know what I you're going to get from them. Yeah, you know, and they they came out really bad. They got hit hard with COVID, and mm-hmm. 
some right. injuries. But since then, I think they were like twelve and twelve and four to finish the season. So they're playing mm-hmm. probably their best basketball. Luca's still awesome. I mean, you can't stop him. You can just slow him down. So if yeah. you know, if if and they have you know, the best way to beat a team that's better than you is to outshoot them. Mm-hmm. And the Clippers are statistically a better three point shooting team, but the Mavericks have a lot of guys that can shoot. Just you know, if they very well could do it if they get hot, right. I just don't think they will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Say that's yeah. Same here. Okay, let's jump to the East now. We have Sixers Wizards one eight matchup. I'm going uh, Sixers. You yeah. Sixers four and a half. You're gonna give them one. I'll Sixers, take it. I'll take the. I'll take the, the okay. Wizards to get one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Give me the Sixers. So you said and four and a half. So when you say Sixers four and a half, that means. Sixers can only Sixers. win in four. Yeah, I, I either pick Sixers sweep or any other outcome. So I'm picking mm-hmm. any other outcome. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm so very, yeah, very confident. My <laughs> I, my notes for this game, uh, for this series, it should be fantastic from a Spectre's perspective. <laughs> Not because the games will be particularly close, but it will be a lot of fun. Um, I, I will say, I don't expect the Wizards to go down quietly, but Embiid's a monster. Well, good thing the Wizards have eight centers they like playing because they're going to need all of them. Yeah, they are. But between, I mean, I mean Simmons and Thibel and whatever is left to Danny Green, there's just a lot of good wings that they can throw at rest of Brad Beal. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's just, it's just a one-eight matchup. <laughs> I, I want to, I do want to say that just to shout out the Wizards, what, what they did to end the season this year, what, I think I saw what was it, April like 6th, they had a, or April 12th, something like that, somewhere in April, they had like a zero point six percent chance of making the playoffs. Wow, they they made and here it. They, they, and here they, they are. Yeah. Players, yeah. Thank God for the play in. But this is when this is where it ends. Congratulations. My my biggest note was Embiid versus Russ. They hate each other. Yeah. It's going to be petty if nothing else. I just need these guys mic'd up, and I need someone to leak the audio because <laughs> there's going to be so much shit talking going on. Like, well, yeah. It's I'd pay so much money for that. Sadly, I would pay it's, a lot of money. for It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a long series, but it'll be a fun series. Not here for a long time, but a good time. Um, yeah, uh, there's just there's no solution for Joel Embiid, like you said. That's yep. that's what it comes down to. Yep. I want to say this about the the playing game. We we had talked about this earlier. How in a one game series, like having Russ on your team, you were kind of on the way of like, well, I could see Russ just shooting your team out of the game. Yeah, which is exactly what happened in the yeah, in the uh, seven eight match. Well, I mean. Bradley Beal wasn't much better, so right. It's hard to say that he was the main, like the only reason they lost, and they they kind of got smacked. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I just thought, yeah, that, I thought that was that's funny. true. That is true. Um. So yeah. Let's All right. On. Well, Nets Celtics, and you're not going to believe it. I already wrote it down. Nets in four and a half. <laughs> well, you already put me for Are the you... Nets in four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving the Celtics a game. I'm not giving Jason Tatum a single that's game. Fine. All right, I don't blame you. Uh, oh, to, uh, my note is Tatum did good job scoring fifty. He needs to average fifty for them to have a chance in this series. <laughs> I don't think he I will. Oh, good. Okay. I don't think my he key will. Key to the win, yeah. Brutal. This is a brutal matchup for people not rooting for the Nets. This is the best possible universe for the Nets as a two seed. They got it. Even if it was the Hornets or the Pacers, which it can be, but like of the playing teams. Mm-hmm. If it was any team but the Celtics, they'd be like, well, maybe they could give him some trouble. They could get scrappy. But if right. Jason Tatum was around, or if Jalen Brown was around, I would be. I'd be real excited. I'd be, yeah. Like, this is going to be a bit of a 
with a serious. But no, not gonna happen. Jason Tatum's probably gonna go down too well and quit and mysterious ankle injury, and they're gonna lose by fifty every game. Kemba's gonna be. They're gonna be down thirty. Kemba's gonna say, "Don't tread on me" or some shit like He's that. He's gonna be jacking. All right, uh, <laughs> Bucks. Oh God, I have to do Bucks Heat. Okay. No, I should do Bucks Heat. Oh, you I Bucks, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, you do Bucks Heat. Okay. Bucks six and a half. That's yes. My guess. <laughs> yep. Ah, oh, it's such a safe. That's safe. You're playing safe. I think six is four and a half. <laughs> you did. All right, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing Bucks. God damn it, Robbie. I'm doing Bucks. <laughs> I'm doing Bucks. All right, mm. so I'm picking Bucks in six or less. You have any other outcome? Okay. All right. So, oh boy, that's my first note. My first point was, wow, I cannot wait. <laughs> this is this is this has to be the last team in the playoffs the Bucks wanted to see in the first round. But yeah. they did it to themselves, like we mentioned. Here's, here's what I like. Here's what I like to think is what's going on. Yeah. Is that after the the Bucks have you know flopped in the playoffs here, Giannis especially. Not that he's played bad, but just like they haven't had the playoff success you expect from a right. two-time MVP. He's played worse in the playoffs than the regular season. Sure. Right. Is that they understand that they have to play. They, they're going to, have to to advance from the playoffs. They're going to have to beat the best teams. So okay. let's just so let's play just who play we have to play. Yeah. Let's just okay. beat all them right. all. That's fine. So let's see. I mean, this is, this is in recent memory, this is a Heat-esque team that they are kind of clicking at the right time. They're 7-2 and two in their last nine. The offense has kind of struggled all year. has been lower half in offensive rating. They've been like top seven or eight in the month of May. You know, last week it was it was last week right, that the uh, the Bucks and Heat played. I think it was last Sunday. The Bucks mm-hmm. stomped yeah. the Jimmyless Heat. So this year the Bucks are three and zero against the Heat. But Jimmy didn't play in any of these games, which means mm-hmm. the last time Giannis and Jimmy were on the floor together, <laughs> the Heat took a three zero lead in the bubble. Yeah, that's right. So what's what's guess what? They're not in the bubble this year. What's different? That's what's different. Bubble's different. Bubble. What was the what was the term? Um, Fatigue. Bubble. Bubble, bubble boost. Bubble. Dirty boy. bubble. Take the dirty bubble challenge. <laughs> like, so no bubble. So fans, you know, all those young guys in the Heat. We'll see. I don't know how many fans will be, but we'll see. At the Heat as himself, no Jay Crowder. I mean, that's the really only no Elena at the clinic. But Trevor Ariza <laughs> is he the new Giannis stopper? I don't know. Uh, they better pray. This is here's my thing for the Bucks. This has to be the Drew Holiday series. This has to be the series yeah. for why you went and got Drew. So when when the Heat last year, the Heat dominated four one, but it was three zero. The Chris Middleton carried him to a win, kept it from being a sweep. Mm-hmm. The Heat did. They packed it in super hard. They helped super hard whenever Giannis was driving. They made somebody else beat him. Eric Bledsoe shot like twelve percent from three. They what they've done is they've just gone out and got shooters. So like if it's Giannis at the four. With Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, I don't know, Dante, DiVincenzo, and then P.J. Tucker at the five. You can surround him, run ball screens, spread him out with shooters. And then you have, like, what? It's Bryn Forbes, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Porter's Pat Connaughton. Bobby, yeah. All of them, minus Brooke Lopez, are over 37% from three. So, yeah. like, operations surround Giannis with shooters is full effect. And, and Brooke Lopez is by no means a slouch from three. No, like, you sure, have to yeah. respect him from three when, yeah. he's, in, you know, when he's in at five. I, I think Giannis has to be used as the screener and pick and roll, like ball screens. God, it's okay. so it's so effective, especially yeah, with Drew yeah, yeah. Holiday. And then if you surround him, like I said, oh, by the way, I looked it up. I was going to say Operation Surround with Shooters is DEFCON. I looked it up. DEFCON 1 is the most severe. Oh. So Operation Surround Giannis with Shooters is DEFCON 1. That means the outbreak of nuclear warfare. 
Yes. Fire the nukes. All Release right. the nukes. Sorry, so what was your actual basketball point? I totally can't. No. Uh, no, Giannis being used as the pick-and-roll screener with Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton is so effective. Giannis rolling to the rim with a guy that can make plays like Drew Holiday yeah. is going is going to be great. I'm interested to see what the matchups are because who is Jimmy Butler guarding? That's yes. the question. And, and who is... is I think it will start Bam on Giannis? That, that's what I'm wondering. Reason? Because the, the Brook Lopez thing is... We're going to see what happens. I think he can he can match up fine with Bam on the other end. Do they want Bam kind of hanging out in the perimeter by Brook Lopez? Or do they want him helping in on Giannis? Obviously, they want him helping in on Giannis. So will they just start with him on Giannis? And that's and then, when P.J. Tucker, I think, becomes real valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just another look, another way to stretch the floor. I want to during Bam the game. It's no breaks, no non-shooters. Yes, during the game on I think it was I think it was Saturday is when they played. P.J. Tucker was guarding Tyler Hero and just making life hell for him. I love it. And, I love that so much. I saw that and I was like, that just feels like them sending a message. Like, all right, this guy's not doing this shit again. Like. Tyler Heroes, if, if <laughs> Tyler Heroes got to work hard for whatever he yeah, does in this yeah, postseason, over, yeah, no one snarling around on the court. I so I think I read an article that like, like what happens if the Bucks lose Game One to the Heat? Like, are are the ghosts of bubble past? Is that going to come back to them? And I, I I think what's hilarious, Seth, you you and I, especially you, are uniquely qualified to speak on this because we know a thing or two about playing the exact same team in oh postseason God. play every year because we played the exact same team every year in college and postseason play. And I, I got to say, I only played them twice, but you played them three years in a yes. row. And yes. from my recollection, it was never in my head like, oh, these guys beat us last year. They're beating us again. It was just crap. We're losing because we lost. Because we were losing. Yeah. <laughs> because it's we not, were but losing. It's not, but then, then again, that's not a seven-game series where you have like a night or two to think about, man, we're losing. We're down 2-0. We're going to lose again. But just, we just I, had like a five-hour bus ride to think about. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> but them. I don't know. But I don't know. I, I can't imagine it's going to affect them too much. Like remembering that team to beat them. I would. I, I. If anything, it's bulletin board material. That, yeah. That not like the doubts. Like even if they do go down one zero, the Bucks do. It's like like not again. It's going to be. I a haven't. Mindset. Well, like you said, the bulletin board material. I haven't looked at what people are predicting in the series mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. But I can imagine it's it's probably pretty heat skewed. Like oh, heat or another. Here come the heat again, sleeper right. sneaking under the radar. Uh, that's got to piss the bucks off. I'm sure. I'm sure they're tired of hearing of it. I was, <laughs> I was gonna make this prediction on this podcast. I was gonna make my pick in the East, and then Charles Barkley did it. What he picked the Bucks? Yeah. Wow, so I can't do that. I can no longer with can't good in good faith pick the Bucks. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I yeah, I just hope that's not the kiss of but death. But this for is him. this is gonna be a great series. I, I think yes. I really hope so. This is this is hands down the one I'm most excited for the first round. Ooh, okay. Yeah, not like your sons. No, I'm okay. I'm so invested in this. Okay, okay, good. All right, so then we have one more Easter conference. It is the four five. The yeah, Hawks say that Knicks. again. Start. Yeah, you got to say that again because I know if people are just starting picking up basketball this year yeah. for the season, uh, the, the, four five matchup. Yeah, Hawks Knicks. <laughs> yes, uh, I here's my notes. I have no analysis. I have no idea. This is such a low stress series for me. So that being said. I don't, like I don't know who I think is going to win, who I want to win, who I care. So who do I pick? <laughs> uh, I'll just, uh, I'll go. I'll go. I'll let you pick. I'll go straight up again. Okay. Uh, the oh. the Knicks in seven. Give me the Hawks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I almost picked. I almost went Knicks in six and a half. Good thing I didn't. Ah, oh, damn it. Good thing <laughs> I didn't. 
<laughs> um, Hawks, okay. Yeah, I think. Let me start with with outside of the basketball, what's being played on the court. This team, this Knicks team, feels destined to do something, right? But, but with New York Knicks basketball, we know that the bottom's going to fall at some point. Okay. <laughs> but, but Knicks fans can't be demoralized, which is always the goal. We know they can't be demoralized by losing. Because they're already somewhat playing with house money because yeah, no one expected them. Yeah, yeah, yes. So losing can't hurt, right? That's true, yeah. You know, they're just happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, both teams, really, they're, they're just happy to be in the playoffs. They have no chance in the second round. So it, yeah. it, they'll just be nothing to lose. Come out, play fast and loose, and see what happens. I uh, I saw today there was a report that the Hawks are strongly considering keeping Nate McMillan around. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, exactly. I was like, who's considering not yeah. keeping him around? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm. What I'm interested in for this Knicks, one of the best defensive teams in basketball, uh, effortless, nonstop effort on the on on the defensive end. I'm interested to see what they show Trey Young. Like, I think it's going to be continuously yeah. different looks. Make yeah. Trey make quick decisions, quick reads, because we know the ball is going to be in his hands the majority of the time. And then on the other end, who guards Julius Randle? Because I think John Collins is too small. Uh, doesn't have the weight. He's going to get kind of pushed around by Julius Randle. So I think it's going to be a great matchup of like two great players on opposing teams, That's, but in completely uh, different styles. Yeah. So I had my my big thing was it was Trey Young, but what is what do they do on defense with Trey Young? Mm-hmm. Like how do the Hawks try to hide him? How do the Knicks try to poke at him? Because he is maybe the worst defender in the league. And so so how much? I mean, this is his first playoff experience. How much of his defense is liability? Because when teams have seven games to game plan against you, they're going to do everything they can to expose your defensive weaknesses and he is right. a walking defensive weakness i i said my my hawks guy is a uh, deandre hunter yeah because he's, he's, I he's think back he's, he's watch played because three games yeah, now he's I played think. a few games and is he is he ready like is he ready mm-hmm. to go bang around with randall and guard rj barrett and you know no cam reddish i think he's out for at least the series mm-hmm. just the knicks have a lot of length not necessarily great defensive length but they have a lot of length a lot of solid wing forward players and they can just throw it mm-hmm. Julius Randle, like, like, is it going to be enough defensively? One other thing is that Bogdan Badanovich has been, yeah, he's been great, so good lately. Yeah. I, I, the guy can't miss as of right now. Does that translate into the playoffs with with uh, more defensive focus? Who knows? But then, like a guy like Gallo, uh, Danilo Gallinari, coming off the bench is always somebody that you know you can trust to score. Like if nothing else, if things are slowing down on offense, you know you can put the ball in his hands. And he can make something happen offensively. Uh, the same could somewhat be said of, of Lou Williams, but we're going to see what Lou will can do on the defense. Well, okay, here's, here's the thing. So, so like all those players, you know, the Hawks, they're a much more talented team, but I've been underestimating the Knicks all year. And I, I look at their roster, I look at their team all year, and I'm like, all right, this is it. This is mm-hmm. where, you know, reality comes back to them. And so I, I just, I, I, they play tougher, they're a better defensive team. Like, they might just be a better team. And just the Hawks yeah. are just more talented, so that's why I, I, I was hesitant to give the Hawks any kind of right. Credit here's my here's a note I wrote. More impressed with the Knicks. The note that I wrote. Uh, the funny thing is that there is a lot more talent on this Hawks roster, but I just don't. I don't know if I believe in them enough. Yes, hundred percent. Good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I All right. They, cool. I hope they prove us wrong. Cool. That'll be fun. Uh, the playoffs will start tomorrow, so we've already locked this in. Um. But uh, it, it'll be fun. Excited. I think that's it. We're good, right? Yeah. Ready yeah, yeah. to uh, move on Splash and Pass. All right. Yeah. So where did I write down what the criteria is? I forgot. 
Um, so, oh, so in honor of the, the play-in game that we just watched, which I think was a, even though a lot of the games weren't very close, it was still a rousing success. And no small part because it was Lakers-Warriors. But how in honor of the play-in game, as a 9 or 10 seed in this year's play-in game, how do you respond to going down significant amounts? Yes. Are you splash? I don't remember what the number is. Are you are you splash, as in the Spurs, which went down like it was like twenty in the first half and battled all the way back? I think they took the lead in their in the uh, early in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Or are you pass? Are you the Hornets who went down fifteen and then went down thirty and then that's went that, to Cancun? So they responded <laughs> exactly. All right. So splash on the oh yeah splash or pass. Every week, gotta introduce it. I gotta give me that habit. Yeah, yeah. Every week, Splash or Pass, we we talk about some news, gossip, stories, rumors that were a little smaller, not worth talking about for the main story. But we want to talk about them here, so we talk about them here. We give our our take, what we like, what we don't like, and uh, we try to have fun with it. So every week, we pick a new criteria to rate on instead of Splash or Pass. And like you just heard, we are splashing with the Spurs and passing with the Hornets. So how many do you have? Did we? Agree? I'll start. Okay, you start. Good. Okay. I'm, I'm, I really like this one. This is this is one of my favorite things that happened this week. Uh, I am I am Spurs. I'm splashing on the hit film and Robbie, one of our favorite movies, National Treasure. Oh, okay. I'm okay. listening. Um, in the movie, the the saying is maintain the status quo, keep things the same so that people need you. Right in the movie, yeah. Benjamin Gates, that's Nicholas Cage's character. Benjamin Franklin Gates, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Sorry. His father tells him. His father tells him to maintain the status quo. So they can remain useful to the the group of bad guys um, yes. that are trying to to find the treasure, right? And I think the King's front office watched this movie the other night, and they thought, how could they maintain the status quo and stay useful? And I have a couple of theories. For theory one, they figure they can buy themselves more time if they keep Luke Walton around, because he will be fired before them, before they, the executives get on the hot seat. So they think, let's extend Luke Walton, or let's not fire Luke Walton this offseason, which they just did, uh, let's commit to him for another year. That buys us another year to, uh, mm-hmm. before we get on mm-hmm. Hasi. Or 3-2, they want to start collecting even more talent than they already have, and they might be worried that the talent they have currently might be too good to get a good draft pick. Draft pick. So they keep Luke Walton around, knowing that uh, he will ultimately bring down the talent level of the team, making it impossible to make the playoffs, allowing them to get a better draft pick. So the Kings keep Luke Walton, Maintain the status quo by them, the executives by themselves another year. That's great. I actually love that. I. Oh, I, wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, while we're here, I want to bring this up. Yes. Uh, in college, we we came up with a a plot to National Treasure 3. We did, do you, yeah. Do you remember that? Do you remember anything yeah. about it? I was going to ask. I do. Okay. Can you tell the people? Uh, why? No, Is I want to. No, I want to. Did you get a call from. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. Refresh my mind. Yeah, well, the plot was so. So the whole <laughs> can't believe we're doing this. The whole the whole thing was the whole thing with National Treasure is you have to find some crazy over the top way to break the law to help do what you want to do. So in the first yes. one, they they broke into the Capitol building to steal a Declaration of Independence to protect yes. it from other thieves. So that was their crazy thing. And then the second one, they kidnapped the president to get information to help clear their family's name. So. So we have to figure out what's what's a crazy thing to do. The heck, we have to keep it crazy, but also kind of keep it in the 
like historical science fiction, which is kind of yeah. what's happening in this theory. So what we did was we we thought what it needed was a prison break because what's harder Ooh. to do than to get something or somebody to go kidnap or steal something, but then to get, try to go sneak into a place and get somebody out. So here's what we thought. Like, what's another, like, kind of great science fiction or historical science fiction, a mythological thing, a place, or idea? Because in the first one, it was, like, a great treasure that, like, revolutionary Americans kept. The second one was the lost city of gold. Third one, how do we up the ante? The city of Atlantis. The lost city of Atlantis that they go to find. So what's what's our crime that we do? Well, we bring back an old classic face from the first National Treasure, one Sean Bean, who played the villain. I don't remember the character's Ian. name. Ian, yes. Oh, God. So, so Ian, who got arrested at the end of National Treasure, is now locked up in Fort Knox. No, not Fort Knox. What's a maximum security prison? Some maximum security prison. Guantanamo Bay. Gitmo. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and so, so Nick Cage, here's a rumor that, I don't know, was something that jumps off the plot. We haven't got that far yet. But but Nick Cage hears of Atlantis that rumors of Atlantis might be real. And he remembers back from his days looking for the national treasure, the first national treasure, as they call it, that Ian would not shut up. He wouldn't stop talking about Atlantis, that it was always a pipe dream of his. He always believed it was real, but no one ever listened to him. He just didn't have enough evidence, but he always had a hunch it was real. So he gets in contact with Ian, who's in prison, and says, hey, there's rumors of Atlantis. Ian's like, you get me out, I'll get you Atlantis. <laughs> Boom. We got to break into Guantanamo Bay, get Sean Bean out to go find Atlantis. Find Atlantis. Jerry Bruckheimer, you got my phone number. Let's make See, it happen. See, I, I was thinking about this in the shower where all great ideas come. And I was like, I knew I could remember Atlantis. Couldn't yeah. remember the next thing. And I was like, yep. okay, what crazy thing are they going to do? And I was like, Max we're going to adapt to breathing underwater until we can find. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to grow gills. That's what he does. To... He has a line. The first one is, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. The second one is, I'm going to kidnap the president. The third one is... I'm going to murder Aquaman. I'm going to commit him. domestic terrorism I to, am going to go to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, if people that are listening, Great. don't steal that idea National and Treasure. send it in because that's our idea. That's true. That um, true. When it gets made, we want the credit for it. Anyways, back to the kings. Oh, I, yeah. I love... Like, like, what does it say that it's, it's news that he's... Like, that you're not getting fired. Like, yes. like breaking, and it wasn't, like, breaking, breaking, but it was, like, a bleach report came up, like, King's not firing Luke Walton. Like, what does that yeah. got to be for your confidence as a coach, that it's, like, the news? <laughs> like, despite what you think and what the context should be, they're actually not going to fire their coach. I love like, that. He, he, they're not terminating his contract, which yes. is signed for next year. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. That was great. So, I am passing. What are we passing? I'm Hornets on... Passing on coaches with Chris Paul on their team. Mm. So, finalists have been announced for all the things. We mentioned Defensive Player of the Year. Coach of the Year finalists, Monty Williams, Tom Thibodeau, and Quinn Snyder. And Monty Williams is the favorite. Almost 2-1 to one odds to win Coach of the Year. And this is my... I'm, I'm taking offense with this. That's what I'm doing with this. So, the Suns right now, second best record in the league. ESPN projected them at the beginning of the season to be 38 and 34. They finished 51 and 21, so 13 wins better than their projections. So, do you know what the last Chris Paul team, besides this year, was to finish 10 wins above their projections? The Thunder. It was last, last year. year's Chris Paul. <laughs> they were projected 33 and 49, finished 44 and 28, 11 wins better. Billy Donovan, interestingly, was a finalist for Coach of the Year last year. Didn't win, but he was a finalist. So that's interesting. Um, so last year, Billy Donovan was a finalist for Coach of the Year. This year, he's not. Uh, this year, Monty Williams is finalist for coaches for 
finalist for coach of the year, and last year Monty Williams wasn't. So what changed for those two guys between last year and this year? I know something did, but I can't figure out what it was. Uh, Jay Crowder came to Phoenix. Exactly. And then uh, Frank Kaminsky came back. What's the tie-in for the Thunder? Why is Blue Donovan worse now? Because uh, he's in now? Chicago. Because he doesn't have Frank Kaminsky. Exactly. Because uh, Billy Donovan's in Chicago well, now. Well, look, so, so, yeah, so Chris Paul. It's Chris Paul is giving these coaches credit. That's what I'm saying. And, and, I, and I think it shouldn't be the case. I think Chris Paul should get more credit. Mm-hmm. So the Suns. It's the second season with Monty Williams. They were the best team in the bubble last year, which is a kind of a credit to Monty Williams, I know. But that's last year. So they were a solid team last year. They added Chris Paul, who we mentioned is good, added a solid veteran, Jay Crowder. Their core has just had another season growing together. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson, Nico Bridges, all mm-hmm. 25 years or younger, mm-hmm. and all playing together for several years. Uh, the Suns had no COVID issues, no injury issues. What? So what's the next best team, or what's the best team that – didn't have any major injury or COVID issues. Can you no, name can't, one? You can't think of one. No. I mean, I mean the Jazz, like, but, you know. Don Mitchell's Conley been out for. And Conley missed some time. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if there was a, another good team that finished with no injury or COVID issues besides the Suns. So here's the thing. So the Suns, their top eight players in minutes played this year, average minutes played this year, all played at least 60 games. Mm-hmm. And their two best players, uh, Booker and Paul, missed a combined seven games. And that includes both of them resting the last game of the season. So besides that game, they were healthy for all but five games combined. Now, let's look at who is the real coach of the year, Tom Thibodeau. So <laughs> the the uh, New York Knicks were preseason projected to be in the same projections, 25 and 47, finished 41 and 31, 16 games better. And instead of adding uh, Hall of Famer Chris Paul and Jake Crowder, the Knicks brought in New Orleans Noel, Alec Burks, Austin Rivers, and traded for Derrick Rose. So, R.J. Barrett, who was disappointing as a rookie. Julius Randle, who was a consolation free agent signing, just kind of a guy to give money to. Reggie Bullock on his fifth team in seven years. D. Rose on his fourth team in four years. Alec Burks on his sixth team in three years. Those three guys I just mentioned, they are fourth, fifth, and sixth in minutes played, not just scrub role players. Like, Tom Thibodeau has turned kind of underperforming, disappointing players and career journeymen Mm-hmm. into a legitimate playoff rotation in his first year as a coach. Like, right. no practice, no preseason, limited camp in terms of a, a, a team full of, like, kind of mismatch journeymen into a legitimate top five defense and legitimate playoff teams. I don't know how many careers he saved from, yeah. like, them all having bounce-back seasons. Like, there's no Chris Paul coming and changing everything. Besides RJ, it's not a young core developing players. This is a lot of moving pieces, and he he – Tom Thibodeau is the only guy that you can point your finger at. And like that's the driving that he's course. the reason. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I just I, I think it's crazy that Monty Williams is a favorite to win coach of the year because people are just forgetting how good Chris Paul is in the regular season, how much mm-hmm. he changes teams. So I am I'm passing. I'm out on on I'm, Chris Paul coaches. I'm I'm with you. I, I I agree with you. Okay. I am passing the I am Hornets on the use of marijuana. Uh as we know this drug just destroys lives. I wouldn't know anything about it. Not, I was going to say, not that we would know right. what it could do, but I've heard, uh, I used to watch those those commercials where mm-hmm. the people were flat on the couch. Yeah, yeah, the dog scared the hell out of me. Them. Isn't that one yeah. of them? Yeah, yeah okay. made me never want to touch the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the latest case of it destroying lives is uh, in former Blazers player Caleb Swanigan 
have you seen the picture of Caleb Swanigan, Robbie? No. Okay. Caleb Swanigan is Purdue, Purdue basketball star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I was on Reddit the other day. And if you're on Reddit, you know, you see a post and you you laugh at it because you like, oh, that's probably a meme. Uh, but it was this picture of a guy that looked a lot like Caleb Swanigan, uh, except he's like 300-some pounds. And I go, oh, that's pretty funny. That looks a lot like Caleb Swanigan. And as it turns out, it actually is Caleb Swanigan. He is. He played in the NBA just last year. And Robbie, if you're on your computer right now, go ahead and take a look at this I'm, picture. I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of you. I'm already ahead of you. Okay. Did you find the picture? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Does that look like a man that played in the NBA yeah, last season? Wow. If you're at home, go ahead and look up Caleb Swanigan. Anyway, it's it's really sad to see. So he he played in the NBA last year. That is sad. But I'm bummed out. <laughs> I know. Um, but I found out it was real when the 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 Blazers Twitter account was tweeting about it, and like I saw CJ was like the prayer emoji or whatever. Uh, but I realized what this picture was taken for is that he was headed to court over a marijuana charge in which he pled guilty for. And I just think that is another life wasted. It's got to um, be it, yeah. To the, yeah, to the use of marijuana. Um, like my governor would say, there's no there's no such thing as medical marijuana. It does not exist. Um, it, it just destroys lives. Wow, what a, what a governor. And that's why I'll never touch the stuff. Mm. <laughs> wow, okay. That's I'm kind of bummed out. I know. Killer. Okay. I know. Well, no, it hope- sounds like they're getting him the help he needs, though. Good. In all honesty, it sounds like the Good. yeah, like everyone's Good. helping them. Okay. Yeah. All right. My last one. I am splash Spurs. I am splashing. <laughs> I'm Spurs on burner accounts. Now, unfortunately, there's no new burner account drama. That's not why I'm here. But the question is, why do people use burner accounts? It's so they can interact. They can look at things. They can click on things without putting their name on it. Right. A little anonymity. Yes. Uh, John Wall might look to getting a burner <laughs> because a so a random I think it was just like a random Rockets fan. It was like on his like Instagram. A, it was like a Rockets yeah like player fan page. Right, or something okay, like that. right. On Instagram, put up a poll. I love that you know what this is about. <laughs> put up an Instagram poll and said, uh, "Will John Wall get traded slash bought out or will he stay?" And now I don't know the full results of the poll. But what I do know is that one John Wall voted that John Wall will leave. So he will, he will, he will, John Wall thinks John Wall will get traded or bought out. And he claimed he didn't mean to vote. He said that he saw he got tagged in the poll, clicked to check it out, accidentally hit the John Wall will leave button. Um, Is this the case? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. It's still hilarious. And it all could have been avoided with a burner account. So... All I'm saying is maybe keep your eye out for a new Instagram, like a, a 2010 Kentucky fan one Instagram <laughs> account. It's new with not many followers. That's that's coming in a lot of rockets and John Wall posts. That, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> is that all you had? That's it. I I think we we kind of we skipped over this. We didn't mention this today. Uh, there's a ninth member of the 50 40 90 club now. Oh yeah, we did. We did. Uh, this it. is actually this is actually pretty big news. Uh, Kyrie Irving becomes just the ninth player in NBA history to shoot at least 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. It's, yeah, whatever Kyrie's year has been kind of all over the place, and but nonetheless, it's been super efficient. Um, congrats to Kyrie. That's that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's good. Good job. Are we it? Are we done? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet. 
All right, good app. We'll try to get something going. I don't know how this is gonna work going. We're gonna we'll we're gonna text we're gonna text we're gonna figure this out. We'll figure and, it out. Yeah. Uh, Logan Martin, play out. I guess he's back. You're dirty, STL Derby. I'm like magic to Kareem, man. You tell me I ain't worthy. I ain't speaking about Georgia. I'm speaking about income. Did you hear Elizabeth? Here comes the big one. I put my money in your community. On your budget, I want my ass with your advance to the toilet to flush it. My last stance be a stance of general custard. I hot dog cause I can, I got cheese and mustard. I got the stats of a Hall of Famer and just two records. That's why I'm back up at the Super Bowl with Julius Peppers. I got that can't stop, won't stop in my veins. That's why they can't stop, won't stop screaming my name. Logan, Logan, go tell your friends to tell your friend, I'ma keep the same grin whether I lose or win. So the results are just hacking So there's three of us now, me, AI, and Shaq From the look to the eyes, I say Harbor Man With more heart than Hallmark on Valentine's Day I'm the one that you've been raving about My Ray Lewis, I think it's hard to go and change your route Cause you don't know if I'm blizzing Or if I'm sitting and reading Waiting on you to drug trip and drop back and throw up a pig, man Ain't no way they can know Ain't no way they can know Work is worthless. My work habit ain't no heaven, man. I do it on purpose. I push myself to the limits of my talents on surface. So now it's curtains and trades on anybody who hates disliking what I'm reciting, biting what I've been writing. I've been dog biting, scratching, and clawing on every hate. Trying to make you remember me like you remember the times. Cause I'm a warrior. My daddy was a soldier. I Vietnam bent with a dirty thought. I told ya. I'm supposed to rip up your town in Teriosis. Hitting like vultures, man. I'm young, white, and rich. As good as it gets. And giving your point guard fist. He thinks he's done seen pressure, man. But he ain't seen shh. Ain't no way they can know. Ain't no way they can know. Ain't no way they can know. Let's go.
Olympian.